Did you know that there are literally dozens of podcasts dedicated to the Cleveland Browns, but not one dedicated to Cleveland culture and general shit-talking? Have you ever heard someone say, what the fuck is in Cleveland, and thought, I wish I had something I could throw in their face? Well, get ready, baby, because we're here to talk all things Cleveland. Current events. Local news. Arts and culture. Food. Millennial musings. And maybe some murder. That's Audrey Imes. That's Ryan Judy. And And we'll we'll see see you in Cleveland. Oh my god, we're totally acting like we just haven't spent the last three hours together, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just seeing you for the first time, though. I feel like it's the yeah. first time. And also saw each other on Friday and Saturday. Whoa, big weekend. Spending all the weekend together. How all lovely. It's been great. It's been a good weekend. It has been. Mm-hmm. Now we're winding it down with winding the podcast. It it's a nice way to wind it down. Yeah. Was your week good? It was really good. It was good. I moved desks at work to a new area, so like a completely new environment, which is kind of exciting. That can change your entire worldview. It really is. It's so different. It's like you're in a new job whenever you get a new desk or a new area, like a completely new just scene. Definitely. Even if I just turn my chair around sometimes, I'm, what? Yeah, right. (laughs) So it's great. Except the only, my only complaint is it smells like cigarette smoke because it's kind of near a door and I guess it's just like a wind tunnel and it just like swoops it all in. Well, it's just like, you know, some of it's like having some of our best friends around. Yeah. (laughs) And then I went to Wayback Burgers for lunch one day this week. Oh, Mm, where's that at? It was good. You know, I don't know where it's at because I got on Uber Eats. Gotcha. Um, But it's on. (laughs) Sorry I asked. (laughs) I don't know. I just get everything on Uber Eats That's okay. If people want to know, they'll find out. Yeah. It's off of um, North... I don't know where it's at. I'm not going to lie. It's on Uber Eats. It's on Uber Eats. It's somewhere near the Brexville area where I work. It was was good. It It was good as burgers. And I got like a cowboy barbecue-ish burger. It was good. Audrey's sipping her coffee. I'm sorry. I realized the the ice might make noise. I can't. But you know I've got Starbucks over (laughs) there. Always have Starbucks. Every week. Every day. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, So Wayback Burgers. So I'll I'll file that under fine. You could probably get an Uber Eats to work. Oh. You know, because it's kind of closest to your okay, work as well. Okay, that's fun. So. Well, something to try then, mm-hmm. yeah. The Oscars were this week, which yeah. is always a big event for us Love and the Oscars. our friend group, because we always do what I consider to be a ballot competition. Yes, we've been doing that for the past 10 years now, which is kind of crazy oh to think God, about. that's crazy. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. I started really not good with the ballots because, really? like, I didn't watch the Oscars a lot growing up. So, like, I think whenever we started doing it, I was... I was at a little bit of a disadvantage. Now, however, I feel like I am doing much better because this year I got a 15 out of 24. What? What? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I think you've seen a lot of the movies, though. Like, I right. think over the years I've actually started seeing less and less of the movies each year. And I honestly, I was thinking about it. I think I just rely on whatever you guys are talking about. And I'm like, okay. Yes. And I'm just a sponge. And that's how I pick my answers. <laughs> yeah. But I did not do that well this year. I actually wrote fail on fail. my ballot. Because what I only got score? an 11 out of 24. Oh. 
Which is pretty bad. I can usually at least get more than 50%. Like, if that yeah. I wrote fail, because that would have been an F. Yeah, it was test. tough because Parasite kind of came through. And Which you, surprised. I have to give you credit for, unless you heard about it from mm. somebody like one of our Alexa. Friends. Okay, I have to give Alexa credit. <laughs> yeah, we'll and give you Alexa credit. credit. You did try to get me to see that movie several times, mm. and I was totally. Yeah, you're like the it doesn't lazy. interest me. Yeah, I was, like, I was okay. totally the lazy, like ethnocentric. I didn't mean to be. I just was kind of like oh, I gotta read. Like there was one time I literally just didn't want to read that yeah, day it is a lot of and subtitles. i regret that so much if you're out there and you have that opinion i think i haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. but i still really want to see it though like yeah it's, i'm seeing it so yeah they definitely cleaned up you know one area though where i did really well um, in the oscars was any category where i went with ohio baby yeah you can never go wrong you can't you go wrong ohio. if you pick something that's got some kind of tie to ohio there was a bunch of stuff that was like Cleveland or Ohio related this oh, year. Yeah. I don't know if you even realized. Yeah, I know that American Factory because that mm-hmm. takes place in, in near Dayton yes. or in Dayton. I I don't. I watched the documentary and that one best know. documentary. Yes, it did. Yes, it which was I didn't cool. even see it, but I picked it. Yeah, it was really cool, <laughs> and it was funny during their acceptance speech. They were like, "Go Buckeyes!" <laughs> What's the amazing. most Midwestern and Ohio thing <laughs> than going and accepting your Oscar and saying, "Go Buckeyes"? Yes, there's like <laughs> that's amazing. Honestly, like I didn't, I don't think I saw that part because I think I had already fall, fell asleep yeah. to some grandma. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. So that one for best documentary, and then best short documentary. Was also had like a super Cleveland tie. It was called Hair Love. Oh, see that I did not know. Yeah, it was actually best. I think it was best animated short documentary. Yes, my mistake. It is. Yeah, so it was this really cool animation with like there. It looked like her, the little girl's hair was like real, like this big amazing afro. But then the rest of it was animated, really cute. Um, but the cool part was that it was actually, I believe, written and directed by this guy Matthew A. Cherry, who actually went to the University of Akron oh, and played. So cool football for them and then went into the nfl and played for like the cincinnati Bengals. totally cool and now the guy's got he studied media when he was at akron university so that makes sense how Mm -hmm. he ended up writing and producing and directing this movie i don't think he He probably just made enough money that he was able to to fucking bankroll his dream yeah i love it so yeah now he's got an oscar so that guy's super cool akron university nice yeah, and then even uh, a couple of years ago, when I was just looking into this a little bit for, for talking about it today, there was actually another documentary short, not animated, just a, a mm-hmm. real, a, a live action yeah, documentary short. Yeah, I love short. They are so easy to like digest and stuff. I do mm. like short stuff. We're going um, to the short film festival here. Coming yes, up. we'll be plugging that. Don't mm. worry. Um, but yeah, so the a couple of years ago, this documentary short called Knife Skills was nominated. It, it was actually about... Edwin's Restaurant and Leadership Institute, which is in Shaker oh, Square. Yeah. And it's like a nonprofit organization that works with people who have recently gotten out of prison and like gives them jobs and helps them get rehabilitated and back into society. And um, they actually, they were just nominated for an Oscar for documentary short, but really cool. Um just really cool. Anytime we have a Cleveland connection to Hollywood, yes. makes us feel big and important and I love it. Yes. Ohio people doing amazing things. Putting Cleveland on the map, baby. Mm-hmm. That was this week for me. Outside of the Oscars, I also heard a little bit of a rumor. Ooh, yeah. So it's hard for me to talk about this because this is related to something that we said we would never talk about or make this podcast. Yes. Sports. It's the only rule. To be fair, 
we did say that we would talk about sports gossip. Yes, we yes, I said if it was scandalous, we would yes. totally do it. So there was a scandalous story that I heard this week, of course, from some girls at work, which is like always how you hear these kinds of things. I read that there is a woman claiming to be Baker Mayfield's mistress. Yes, I heard people talking about that, too. So I've pulled up an article here from heavy.com, which is super reputable. Super reputable. Yeah. Are they sports focused or gossip focused? It, you know, looks to be gossip but okay. apparently she's gonna she's doing a radio interview so i'll get to that mm. but the, so this woman claiming to be the mistress i'm reading from the heavy.com article now a woman claiming to be the mistress of cleveland brown's uh quarterback baker mayfield got on the airwaves to tell her side of the story on tuesday over the weekend casey dingus oh casey <laughs> i'm sorry it's d-i-n-g-e-s-s Oh, dingus. Not dingus. Dingus. You're so nice, Ryan. <laughs> Casey took, I'm not even going to say it anymore, took to Twitter to vent over being blocked by Mayfield, saying she had some tea to spill regarding the Browns QB. In the now deleted oh. tweets, dingus <laughs> went on to allege that she and Mayfield had a sexual encounter. Oh, she deleted them. <sighs> she deleted them later, yeah. But I love she, when people like delete the tweets because they're never really deleted what's the point i mean i guess it's like i don't know she ended up going on rover rover's morning glory of course on tuesday to to speak further on the topic so this is a quote from her from that interview we were texting for a while and then finally he was like come see me i drove to westlake and he was like behind cheesecake factory at some development parking lot he texted me on the way there saying i have to keep my phone in the car i was kind of sketched if this really isn't him i have to keep my phone in the car <laughs> what <laughs> what this oh my goodness the me. tweets this i don't even think i can me. read the tweets because they are not safe for work not safe for children and we will get a higher did me giving you head in your back idk maybe cause some problems is she insane oh my god i mean i get I it i don't like, know about this scorned. girl yeah that's the I thing don't like, i don't know if i find this super reputable just I mean, it probably happened. If I'm going to slander real quick, I'm just saying, okay, I shouldn't say it probably happened. I'm going to say... I'm going to need more It's receipts. my gut instinct that it probably happened. Okay. But I know nothing, obviously. I don't know these people yeah. personally. Why is she coming out just now? Because he blocked her. Oh. That's all I can find. Mayfield has not responded to any of the allegations. The video of the interview is below, but not safe for work. So if you go to this article, which is on heavy.com, you can find Great it website. there. I'm going to plug it. It was really helpful right now. You know what? When I Googled it, it was the first result. So it's got to have some authority yeah, behind the domain, sure. at least. Mm-hmm. So we they know, know about this. Okay? Mm-hmm. They are a source. So definitely check that out because that is some crazy that's drama. So funny. Well, that's developing, right? Kind of still. She's... He hasn't responded. What a great Valentine's Day him and his wife oh, probably God. had. My God, bro. He's had a week. Well, Maker Bayfield. You know, people do burn burn Browns jerseys, just so. Why do they burn We're clear on that. Because remember the first episode callback that we talked about? I was like, do people burn Browns jerseys? And you're like, people burn everything. (laughs) Sorry, that's so mean. I'm so offended. I'm so sorry. You just imitated me. Like, did I say something wrong? You didn't. Okay. Just making sure. It's fine. I'm so sorry. I caught your face immediately after I said that, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) 
I did the wrong thing. <laughs> it's fine. You can just file that other things that'll make <laughs> oh, you feel bad no. later, Ryan. Probably. Um, there are plenty that happened today <laughs> that I could that I could call back on. Well, regardless for today, good luck, Baker Mayfield. More good luck to your wife because girl we got your back regard like no matter what you just give us a call and we will chit chat with you and we we will tell your story we will help you tell your story i am so down to talk to her even if the story is everybody fucking stay out of it i'd love to have her on to talk about that yeah 100 i do not want to talk to this mistress chick because she sounds kind of (laughs) crazy i I kind of want to talk to her that can be on your podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm starting my own podcast where I talk about sports. <laughs> How awkward would that be if one of us started our own podcast? Right. Separate. And we just, it, but it, like, there's no one else to. It's just, it's just solo podcast. So speaking of things we were never going to talk about, like the Browns and football. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to talk about it a little bit because I think this week something that we could really easily talk about is just like the whole vibe is the way I'm going to put it that exists the the hostility mm-hmm. between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, our friend from Pittsburgh just came in this weekend. Is that's, this is this why it's kind of brought up? Yes, mm-hmm. that's why it's on my mind. And then also because we already talked about like football a little bit and it's related so like we might as well just get it all in on this one episode and then never talk about it again (laughs) yeah i've been wanting to talk about this for a while because pittsburgh has always stood out to me in my throughout my life obviously as like a very negative like me yeah clevelanders don't like people from pittsburgh i think is like the general right or just like there's just like their arrival like they are our rival city and they're very close to us. It only takes a couple hours to get to Pittsburgh. And, you know, make sure you've got $20 for the dang tolls that you're going to have to pay the whole way to get there. Those Sorry, I'm, I'm already shading it. <laughs> I think my mother just came out of my mouth with that right there, but I don't care. So Pittsburgh is somewhere that I've always been kind of curious about. And until we became friends with our friend Alexa in college, I didn't really know anybody who was actually from Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh area. I just always had this really negative feeling about Pittsburgh because of them being our rival city, because of football. Yes, because of the Browns and the Steelers. And when we play, and I get it, like there's plenty of rivalries like that that exist in professional sports. But I've always just felt... One, I've always felt really negative about Pittsburgh because our other teams don't really have a rivalry that's that strong like that. Right. The Indians don't have a rival that's that much of a rival. Right. Neither do the Cavs, really. Whereas, like, this is, like, a historic, like, it's always been a thing. Right. That, like, the the Browns and the Steelers are rivals and people from Cleveland don't like people from Pittsburgh and Mm -hmm. vice versa, I always assumed. And until I met Alexa, I had never really talked, like, knew anybody from Pittsburgh. And I had never been to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Until we met Alexa. But now that I've been there a few times and I've kind of taken in the culture there and I've met other people from there a little bit, it's always really shocked me how similar I feel we are. Absolutely. And I want to put, I want to put football aside, basically. This thing that's driving, that people claim brings people together, but I think is driving us apart in this instance. And talk a little bit about just Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Yeah. They are like our long lost sibling, really. Like they're like mm-hmm. a sister city totally. to us, and I think we have more in common with Pittsburgh than Columbus. Yes. I think the people are a little bit more similar. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. I think Columbus 
Columbus to me has always been a city that's like trying to be a giant mall. Yes. Like it feels <laughs> like they have a lot of malls. Yeah. And it just feels very like commercial and like trying very hard to me. And I know I just lost our entire Columbus <laughs> listener base, which I'm sure was huge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just my, my take on it though. That's just the vibe I've always gotten. And I agree that, yeah, Pittsburgh and Cleveland have such a, a similar like gritty, like based in the steel industry. Like we all are like hardworking American, like blue collar mm-hmm. people and Midwest and beer and food Mm -hmm. and i just i feel like we have a lot of the same values all those things i just said so yeah it's always surprised me that like if we could just put football aside i think we would all be a lot closer and there's so many cool things that i think people in cleveland who don't like pittsburgh because of football i think that they're missing out on right in pittsburgh not that this is a pittsburgh podcast but for a minute i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. i've had a lot of really good food there yeah Remember that place? So there's a neighborhood in Pittsburgh called Shady Side, which is like one of the ritzier parts to live in, I've been told, and I could tell when we were there. Mm-hmm. There's a Banana Republic. Right. Right. There's a Lululemon <laughs> next Le to a Sephora. Yeah. So, and it's like this super quaint little neighborhood. But what they also have there is this amazing bakery called Prantles. Oh, yeah. Which I had never heard of until Alexa moved to this area and said, oh, well, I got to take you guys to Prantles. And they have this amazing almond cake, mm. which is really similar, actually, to something we have here in Cleveland mm-hmm. called a Huff Bakery Cake. Basically, it's a white almond cake with a white almond buttercream frosting. Mm. And then the only difference is a Huff Bakery cake doesn't typically have a ton of almonds on the outside of it, maybe just a few mm-hmm. on like the top. Whereas a Prantles almond cake is completely covered with candied almonds, the Pittsburgh one. So it's a little bit sweeter. It's a little bit like, ooh, because you've got all these candied sliced almonds on the outside of this just amazing cake. But if you boil it down to these two cakes, they're so similar. Mm. And they're both like these, like, like my my family's always talked about Huff Bakery cake. It's like a thing, I know, in certain parts of Cleveland. And in, in Pittsburgh, it's like the same way with this Prantles cake. And I think that that's one thing that we've both got going for us. Obviously, I've eaten amazing food in both cities. Yeah, I have as well. I th- I really like the layout of the city, even though it's terrible to drive in. I do like how like the rivers and the bridges, the geography and the of big the city hills. is beautiful. Yeah, the way you're like, you feel like you're in this like like a like a bowl, like a like a steel mill bowl. But it's really cool when you drive in from one of the bridges and you see all the other bridges and like the yeah. city in sort of like this like big like valley like i don't even know what i'm probably getting it all wrong because i'm not a geographer (laughs) geologist none of those things but Um, it's really cool the geography of pittsburgh is super cool i agree yeah it's just terrible to drive though it is and you know i never i always i'm always the one who wants to drive i don't want to walk places i'm tired we're gonna get sweaty but it i will admit that it is a pain in the butt to drive in pittsburgh because it does like it's one of those things where a place is like a mile and a half away but the drive is like 25 minutes yeah. <laughs> or if you go a, a wrong way oh to, no yeah and but there's some big hills right it's definitely hillier than cleveland but it is just um it has its own really cool vibe mm-hmm. the warhol museum is cool i also love the national aviary oh yes that it was really cool we went there that one time it was amazing Ooh. it's like a zoo for birds um but there's really <laughs> big cool birds there yeah. it stinks but i love it 
think that there's just a lot of cool things like that that people in Cleveland who maybe feel some kind of way about Pittsburgh like I used to or I know people in my family do because of football and stuff mm-hmm. that maybe you're missing out on it's so close and accessible and yeah. you know I think one of the beautiful things about Cleveland is being able to afford to get out of Cleveland sometimes and visit other places and you know good weekend trip yeah and I think it's funny too because Alexa our friend always says that people from Pittsburgh don't hate people from Cleveland. Do you think we made this up and maybe people from Cleveland don't hate people from Pittsburgh? No, I think they do. You you think they do? I mean, growing up, I've always felt that. And I feel like that's just... And we didn't grow up together. We right. grew up not even knowing each other. Yeah. So if we both I don't know. It's way, like, it, I, I think just because ugh, the the Browns are such a big part of, of you know Cleveland what it culture, is, I bet. it's just, I think it infiltrates it. Pittsburgh people don't have to hate Cleveland people because Pittsburgh win. wins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whereas we're the ones who have always lost historically. So like there is that level of bitterness that is, you know, we're human. Hard right. to get past. Right. But maybe in a couple years we'll be sitting here, I was about to say, talking about the Browns winning the Super Bowl. But that's not going to happen because we do not talk about football on this podcast. They have enough podcasts for that. All right, back to normal. So it was just Valentine's Day a couple days ago. And do you know what holiday is the day before Valentine's Day, Ryan? No. February 13th is Galentine's Day. Oh, I didn't realize that was its own day. I thought it was just another term for Valentine's Day. A lot of people think that, but if you watch Parks and Recreation very closely, Leslie Nope does explain in one of the episodes, I believe, that technically it's February 13th. Mm, I kind of like that. Yeah, because the idea is that you can spend it with your girlfriends and not because like it's not just for single ladies. Like you hang out with your girlfriends who have men, right? But then they have Valentine's Day to go do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like it still gives the single ladies something to look forward to around yeah. Valentine's Day. I like Day. that. It's That's really, really nice. cool, and really guys should do it too. Yeah, bro and times, bro and times day. We could have come up bro. with something better. So. <laughs> I went to a Galentine's Day event, actually, this year, which I've never really done before because it's not like an old concept, really, of even having that kind of thing. But I found this on Facebook, and me and a couple of my uh, girlfriends went. It was on Thursday night, and it was at a really interesting venue in Lakewood. Oh, what's the venue called? You know what? We plug a lot and talk a lot about places on the west side we should make <laughs> and lakewood so i apologize for anyone on the east side <laughs> who like probably never makes it I out to the west side apologize. because east siders never come out to the west side and vice versa so if you're on the east side we'll get out there eventually we used to live on the east side so we have plenty to draw from and that we love about the area that is a good note we could definitely feature more east side things i think the last few years we've just been over here more but yeah I can, like, even after you say that, I can immediately think of, like, ten things. On exactly. Side. So we'll work on that. Yeah. This uh, is a West Side plug, technically, though. So this place is on Detroit Avenue in Lakewood, which I'm sure you're like, okay, where is it, though? Because there's so much <laughs> of Detroit Avenue in Lakewood. It's very West Side. Yes. Um, West End. West End mm-hmm. Lakewood. Yes. Uh, but it's called Pop in Clee. Oh, like a pop-up bar, kind of? Sort of. It's a pop-up venue space. So it's really a storefront that can be rented out by small businesses or like local organizations who want to hold an event. 
Uh, she mentioned that sometimes businesses have done like, you know, little like sales, just like promotional, like come and buy our stuff. Mm-hmm. Like people who don't have their own space to do that already. Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. It was a really, I really love the concept a lot. They just opened it last year sometime, so it's still pretty new. And it's a, it's, it's a lady's side hustle, which I really like. Her name is Amanda, and... She works full time and does this, you know, runs Pop and Clee, which she said with her husband. Mm. And the whole point was just, you know, to give small businesses in the Cleveland area a way to, you know, promote themselves and a space to hold different events. And she even mentioned that there was going to be like an engagement party there yeah. this weekend. So I think you I could feel like even you could, there's just so as many... an individual. Yeah, I mean, it was really cute. I mean, just picture exactly what you're probably already thinking. Like yeah. a smaller, like boutique size space with a nice, like, you know, front store window type deal. And the event was really fun. So my only note would be that, like, I think if this venue were going to host, like, their own event again, like this, like, where they're the ones putting it on, I would probably consider hiring some sort of a host or, like, facilitator, like an MC, because I think people were just a little confused about, like, what to do when. Yeah. Because uh, there was, like, crafts for us and snacks and, like, a photo wall. That's always the number one thing that I'm most nervous about and anxious whenever I'm going to a new place. I'm like, wh- I don't know where to go. Right. I don't know what to do when I get there. Hopefully people will be telling me or it's very clear when I get in there, like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Exactly. So there was lacking a little bit of that. And, frankly, the whole time I kept thinking, I wish I lived on the west side because this lady was so nice that – I would love to do it for her, like do it with her, you know, but I just don't live anywhere near there. But I I definitely would recommend keeping an eye out for like other events that might be going on at that venue because it's definitely a really cool concept and something that I think could attract a lot of local businesses uh, and be really, you know, just a win for this local person who's doing this as a side hustle and also a win for, you know, anybody who needs like a space and and somewhere to, to promote themselves. I wonder how much it is to run out. I don't know. You know, I didn't really ask her while I was there. I'm sure if you reached out via their website or on Facebook, you can Mm -hmm. find them. Their Facebook page is called Pop In Clee, C-L-E. So you can find them on there. And um, I imagine she would, she was really good at the marketing for the event. I will say Mm -hmm. that. Maybe that's her full-time gig. It's not actually. I didn't want to say her full-time gig because like her privacy and whatever, but it's not her full-time gig. Her full-time gig is actually very different than event planning. And, you know, I think the hardest part of events sometimes is actually like the facilitation, like the the making people comfortable and stuff. So I can't really fault her for that. And I think it's a really good organization with a really Mm -hmm. cool mission and concept. Yeah. So how was the Galentine's Day event though? Uh, it was cute. You know, I think the biggest issues I had, too, were just, like, some of the ladies there were, like, disappointed and just being kind of bitchy. Like, there oh, was this lady, Debbie, who was so Debbie. rude about it. Of course. Debbie was being a total And Karen. it's one of those things where you're in that situation and it's like, you could get really upset and be pissy that, you know, you paid whatever. It was $15 for the event, which came with crafts. And we all got, like, a little succulent to take with oh, us. okay. And there were some snacks. They were very light snacks, though. So cheese. I think cheese and crackers type snacks. Okay. Yeah, very light, not a ton. And it's one. It was one of those situations where it's like you could react one of two ways. You could decide to be a bitch, like Debbie was, <laughs> Debbie, and just like kind of like make not a scene about it, but like everybody can tell you and your friends are like make over it known it. that this is not right. Yeah. 
And you can be rude to the host on your way out, or because she God. was, and I didn't really think that was Debbie, the right way. Damn. Right, Debbie Downer, literally. <laughs> or you could react the way that like me and my friends did, and then everybody else there did, and just make the most of it. Like there were cute little crafts for us to color in. There was I ate a pound of cheese and I drank two diet cokes. It was great. <laughs> And we took some cute pics she, on her really cute like, photo I saw on Facebook. Those are cute. Nothing about it would stop me from looking into other events that were happening there. Am I going to go to another Valentine's Day there? To be determined. Mm-hmm. TBD. But I appreciate her effort and what she's trying to do at her space. Yeah. And the fact that it's helping to promote people who don't have a space. Yeah. Maybe next year you could help her do like a better Valentine's Day. I would love to because it, it, I do think it's a really, like I said, it's a concept that I would love to support if I was just more local mm-hmm. and could actually like be more dedicated to it. Yeah. There's probably some people in this area who could do exactly what, anything I would do to help her, you know. So if you're out there and you want to host a Galentine's, get in touch with Pop and Clee, get in touch with me. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> She's going to advertise this I for her. I can't be involved though, right? If it's Galentine's Day. I think you can. There were only women there, but, you know, I'm always, I, I struggle to make anything, like, completely exclusive, mm-hmm. you know? I get it, though. I get it. It's I not guess. my space. I I'll guess. bow out. Every day with your gay bestie is Galentine's Day. <laughs> yes. So, happy Valentine's Day. Well, I guess it's past. But we had a great Valentine's Day. We spent Valentine's Day together. Yes, we did. You spent Valentine's Day with the gals. And then you spent Valentine's Day with me, Brennan, and Alexa. And we went and saw Trixie Mattel. (gasps) Oh, it was so great. We should just mention that when Alexa visited this weekend, in addition to seeing Trixie Mattel, we kind of lived our first episode of this podcast with her. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we yeah, brought we did it mention to that. real life. Yeah, we did everything that we talked about in the first episode <laughs> <laughs> with Alexa. We went to Hatfields. We went to Hatfields for dinner before Trixie Mattel, which right. the food was amazing. I'll say that. Yeah, it was good. And then the next day we took her to Bin Treasures, which we went on a Saturday, which was the $10 day, yes. which I don't think she realized. And I felt kind of bad. I should have said something the night before, but she still cleaned up. She was freaking getting her oh, phone yeah. out, looking things she up on Amazon. She got a deal on everything. She spent like yeah. 50 bucks, but she got deals. Yeah. yeah. So she, I think she would call it a successful trip. I got a smart scale that I already used. Do you like it? It was. And I, it was a deal because it's $30 on Amazon. And you paid so 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So it's cool. See? It like measures like my like protein and like this like, oh. all, like I don't understand it. I don't know if it's real. It's made, <laughs> it's like made from this Chinese company. And I also don't like that they have my data too. I'm like kind of low key like this They're is They're going to use it to rig the next election. I don't know. Your body mass index. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the other thing about that. I'm like, well, what do I really what care they if they know? That? Yeah. They just want how fat Americans are. <laughs> yeah, seriously. How fat are they and when will they all be dead? <laughs> That's what they're trying to figure out. That's pretty cool, though. But other than that, we had a wonderful weekend reliving episode one with our, our lovely friend Alexa. Yes. And after Hatfields, though, Trixie Mattel. Yes, which is what, what we're talking about here. Yes. Trixie Mattel. Yes, so we saw Trixie Mattel at the Agora, yes. which is near downtown Cleveland, but more on the east side. Um, I think it's off of Euclid Avenue. And I've been there quite a few times for concerts normally, like rock concerts, not like um, a Trixie Mattel stand-up hybrid. There were moments where I felt like I was at a rock concert. I'm trying to think of what, like, 
is it a one-woman show? I think of it as just a... Like a variety show, almost. Yeah, a variety. Although I feel like uh. there's... Well, there were ske- sketches. Yeah, it is, it, um, yeah, it is a it, variety show. It was show. like a variety show, but she had a live band, and she, of course, is just amazing and sort of like a next-level entertainer, yeah, which I'll let you talk about for more because sure. you are the OG Trixie Mattel super fan. Yeah, and I know we've talked about drag a lot <laughs> so far <laughs> in this podcast. It's kind of our thing. But just get used to it and maybe yeah. just jump on the bandwagon. I mean, I'm not, not saying, yeah, I'm not saying we are drag experts or anything, but we just truly enjoy it. And yeah. we, we do a lot of drag related things. and For sure. And also I think it's just been a theme lately yeah. with the events that have come up. But And Trixie's just so fabulous. This was my second time seeing her. I think we should mention that she's not technically from Cleveland. No. But we saw her not. at this really awesome Cleveland venue. The Agora. The Agora, which we're going to tell you more about too, but... Uh, she brought down the, the house, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit more about Trixie and her background, or go into the history of the Agora? Let's go to the Agora first. Okay, because that's true. We want to feature Cleveland venues, awesome places mm-hmm. that you should keep an eye out for, like, your favorite entertainers. Who knows? Like, somebody like Trixie Mattel, who, you know, we've she hasn't been to Cleveland in two years. Yeah. And she's grown so much in popularity and fame that she was able to go to the Agora. So... The Agora, the, the full name, uh, as Wikipedia puts it, is the Agora Theater and Ballroom. Oh, yes. But now uh, simply just known as the Agora. The Agora. But it was, uh, it is a pretty historical venue in Cleveland. So the current Agora venue, known as such since 1986, first opened in 1913 wow. as the Metropolitan Theater. So yeah, been the Agora. Very old. Right. Which, that's really old. Been the Agora, though, since the mid-80s, which was, you know, the heyday for our parents. It's funny. I told my mom that we were going to feature the Agora. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, they, my parents saw a ton of concerts at the Agora. Like, I know oh, I've cool. seen old concert tickets that my dad still has from, like, Journey and mm-hmm. Steve Miller Band oh, and the Eagles so cool. at places like the Agora. And they, I mean, the ticket's, like... Eight bucks, 12 bucks. It's amazing. That's so cool. That's why I keep all my concert tickets. Mm-hmm, because someday, man, it's hard to imagine them getting more expensive, but yeah. they might. But when I told my mom, she just, like, immediately mentioned that whenever she thinks of the Agora, she thinks of the Michael Stanley band, which anyone our age is probably like, who? But anyone my mom's age is like, woo! Yeah. Like, loves Michael Stanley band. Michael Stanley's a really big... He's a rock star in my mind, just because my mom's always listened to him and his music. Mm-hmm. But he's really like a Cleveland famous kind of person. Yeah. But he, uh, Michael Stanley Bain, recorded an album there, I guess, oh, at the Agora called cool. Stage Pass. And my mom loves that album. And she was like, I always think of that every time I hear the Agora. I oh, that's Michael so Stanley cool. Bain. I didn't know that. Yeah, like there's just, it, it's cool that we were there. And like my parents have been there like a yeah. hundred times back in the day. It's just, it's kind of fun to think of it that yeah. way. And It's definitely like a, a, like a, a notable Cleveland venue. For sure. Um, Like I said, I've been to a few concerts there myself. And whenever, before it was renovated, (laughs) you could definitely get that, like, iconic venue vibe from it. Because it was very dingy. It smelled. Nothing has been touched up. Like, the floors are, like, shit. The bathrooms were gross. And, you know... 
Something I should mention as we're talking about these renovations, just with the history, mm-hmm. the Agora actually wasn't always at the Euclid Avenue location. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I So I remember this from my parents talking about it. Up until 1984, the Agora was at another location on East 24th Street, and it actually burned down in 1984. And that's when it moved to Euclid Avenue. Oh, at the at the okay. current location, which is a, so. When I say that my parents and I were at the same venue, I actually think I was incorrect. Oh, still cool to think about. They probably went after 1986 too. Yeah. They were like freaking. They probably saw other concerts there. Yeah, but anyway, keep talking about the more recent history of the. Agora. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, it just went under a, re- a renovation. Um, and it's, like, crazy how different it looks. Really? Not, like, different it looks, but just obviously much more updated because it's no longer dingy and, like, grungy and mm-hmm. smelly. It's, like, much more light, fresh, It felt very painted. nice. It didn't feel yeah. modern necessarily, but it did feel – it didn't – I didn't yeah. get any like of those vibes of you just said. Like yes, a house of blues. Like a house of blues. exactly. Yeah, it went from being, like, a very, like, underground, seedy vibe to, like, a house of blues vibe. Nice. Which is nice. It's a three million dollar renovation. Wow. Which is kind of crazy. The company that owns it is AEG, and they're just like one of those entertainment companies that mm. owns like a bunch of venues be and cool like plans someone, concerts. Be cool if it was like a cool Cleveland. No, person. because it's such a corporate. like a corporate corporate industry. But so they they're the ones that footed the bill. But I'm sure it, there's been so much more shows there now that it's been renovated. Um, and more like notable artists are coming there now too, um, just probably because it's so much nicer. Speaking of quick event plug, Lupe Fiasco is going to be at the Agora oh. in March. I want to say it's March fourteenth. Oh yeah, is he doing like an anniversary tour for for his album Food and Liquor, yeah. which was definitely one of my favorite yeah, albums like when I was like one. you know like ten years ago. I think is right. when it came out. Yeah. So the only thing left in the Agora that is like the same is like this wall. I guess like near like backstage where I, everyone who plays their signs, mm-hmm. which is so cool. I wish I could see that wall that in person. That is super cool. Um, just to see what that looks like and to see some of the it's bands behind that the stage. It. You said it's like in the backstage area, like not where we could yeah, have seen no, it. No, oh, that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, the best part about the renovations is the bathroom. I will say, <laughs> I like literally because the ba- the old bathroom was so scary to me, and now it's so be- beautiful. <laughs> I will always support a bathroom glow up. Let's redo all the bathrooms in yeah. Cleveland. Maybe that can be a crusade that this podcast <laughs> takes on. I want to renovate every bathroom in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Big goals. That's that's something that we're going to make an impact, and yeah. that's what it's going to be. Um, I like it. Yeah, and um, I. One of also another gross part b- before the renovation was the seats in the upper level mm-hmm. were just like really bad. Like, oh. you know, like the fabric was just like smelly and yeah. like old. old. Just very warm. Yeah. But now they, and then they like got new seats up there, Cleaving. which we almost sat in, but we did not. Oh, because we didn't know where our seats were. Yeah. It was great. I love it. I definitely could tell that it was much nicer than it had been previously but it still had a nice historic vibe so i'm definitely i'll be excited the next time i see that someone i like is coming to the agora i also want to mention for other people who care about this like me parking wasn't too much of a production yeah we parked in this lot that was like kind of like behind like it was on the same block as the agora but it was like behind the building so you had to go around the block Mm -hmm. to get to it which was really only unpleasant because it was like negative 200 degrees on it was Friday. Very cold. <sighs> and it was, it's 20 bucks, but around there, you don't want to 
be you, you don't want to risk it and park on a street somewhere kind of far away right you want to do something close and lit um because <laughs> <laughs> our paranoia everybody now that it is renovated there are more than just bands that that are like you know musical artists that come through now it's like they reach out to comedians and comedians are there at least whenever I went there before. I never saw any comedians there. So I think it's a newer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Trixie, instead of the st- the standing room area, they put chairs out okay. to sit. Yes. Whereas normally it's like a standing room only, like the floor level at Which, least. Which, I mean, I definitely preferred sitting because she obviously does, you know, bits of stand-up that go on for a bit. And mm-hmm. even her, some of her songs are slower and more folksy. So I liked having the seats, but my butt was killing me on that folding chair. Not to be a diva. (laughs) Like, I should be comfortable, but I just wasn't. So that was the only thing. Yeah, Trixie was really cool, too. Just, just like, talking about her really quickly. I don't want to go on her too much just because she's not from Cleveland. And she doesn't even need the promo at this point because she's one of the biggest drag superstars. But for me, it was the first time I'd really been exposed to her, like, original stuff and her as a performer outside of Drag Race. And I was blown away. Yeah. Just to give, like, the highlight on Trixie, she was on RuPaul's Drag Race and was eliminated twice, actually, on one season. And then she came back for All-Stars. They do, like, an All-Stars where they bring back, like, popular and great people who didn't actually win on their season. So she ended up coming back for All-Stars. And spoiler alert, she won. I wonder if anyone listening doesn't know the format. Yeah. Everybody listening to this is like, it's I like, know what um, I know Drag what Drag Race, race is. is. <laughs> Seriously. Well, if you like, don't do know. do you know your audience? Now you know. <laughs> And then she won All-Stars, and her whole look is like she paints for the back of the room. So her makeup is very, very, very dramatic. (laughs) And she also channels like a 70s-type vibe, which comes through her fashion. And with the makeup thing, her makeup always kind of bothered me. Yes. Until I saw her live. Yes. And now I get it, and I love it. Right. Yes, because it's really cool. Right, for sure, yeah. Because we were like not very far away, but far enough away where it, it looked. It made so much. And if you sense. don't understand what I'm saying, like because of like us being in the perfect spot in the agora to watch her, it looked like a Barbie doll was singing to yes. us with like big doll eyes. Right. And that's her whole thing. She but not loves in a creepy Barbie way, dolls. in like a beautiful way. Yeah, she loves Barbie, she Mattel. She yes. has so many Barbies. She was talking about it, mm-hmm. which is funny. And then what's really cool and where the reason why I really love Trixie is she's like has this like. Barbie look, big hair, 70s, but then her music is very, like, folk country. Yes. Um, And then her more recent album is, like, a little bit poppier, like a 70s pop Mm -hmm. instead of, like, that that, the folk. Yeah, I couldn't stop thinking the whole time we were listening to her concert that my mom would love a lot of her music because of that, like, poppy and sometimes country-ish vibe. And I actually played uh, some of her album Barbara for my mom yesterday and she was genuinely like really taken aback by how good it was and I think she was tearing up a little bit because my mom's kind of a sap which I am too sometimes but I think she was just really impressed with how beautiful uh his voice is and just how how good of a singer and songwriter he is because his lyrics are all really beautiful Mm -hmm. we keep gender flipping because we should mention that what's the name of trixie brian Furkus. right we should mention that brian is not transgender he joked that he has to had to tell larry king that like three times (laughs) in an interview and i keep gender flipping but it's really just because like trixie's like her own entity in my head and Mm -hmm. then there's brian but they're the same person so i just flip back and forth but 
after I played it for my mom, I played it for my dad, which is interesting because my dad is, you know, a man of his generation. Mm-hmm. He's very conservative in a lot of ways. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't. <laughs> I hope. I don't think. He could be secretly, for all I know. I don't think he knows how to find it. Anyway, he... I played it for him, and the way I approached it was just sort of, hey, let me play you this country song I heard. <laughs> like, I didn't tell him anything. And he's listening. To, I played him a song called Little Sister from Trixie's second album, and he liked it, and he was, like, nodding. He's like, oh, it's pretty good. And who, who is this? What's this guy's name? And I just was like, Trixie Mattel. <laughs> and he was so confused. And then I told him, I was like, that's the drag queen I saw last night. And, of course, just proceeded to tell me how he can he can clock it. He can tell it's our dude. And I'm like, I don't think the point is to trick you or anything. But Especially with sure. Trixie. Right. But then we just proceeded to, like, hang on. We, I did continue. I let Trixie keep playing while we were talking. Oh, and he didn't complain. That. So, yeah, I think uh, we've, we've maybe found at least one and a half more Trixie fans yes. in my parents. Yes. And it was just cute to show oh. it to them yeah it was a great show her she's so funny her stand-up is really good hilarious um which is really surprising i think i mean she's funny but sometimes that doesn't equate to being good at stand-up and i think that her stand-up i think the timing is good i feel like she knows her audience of course i'm pretty easy to please when it comes to comedy and stand-up and yeah i thought she was great yeah if you ever get a chance, um, definitely check out Trixie, of course, but also the Agora. Yeah, I'm looking at their website right now, and they have a ton of stuff coming yeah, up that I even want to go to. They're doing a hard seltzer-like tasting thing. Ooh. So if you're into, like, White Claws and stuff like if that, they're doing a, a big tasting. If you're <laughs> or if you're, girl, if you're a bro and your girlfriend's a bitty, I'm just kidding. We all love hard seltzer. I would be chugging <laughs> that shit if I, if I could. And, <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. And I was also seeing that, like, letter, there's going to be, like, a letter Kenny live. Yeah, Apparently the Bre- Brennan's going people. to that. Yeah. That's so fun. And then I mentioned Lupe Fiasco. It looks like Steve Aoki's going to be there. Oh, I know cool. some people are really into that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots of big names coming. Check them out. Keep mm-hmm. it in mind and, you know, support a historic Cleveland venue. Absolutely. Do you want to go to Girl Talk at House of Blues? That is so fucking weird that you said that. And I think I have to say yes. Yes. Because I heard that song... By Black Sabbath. Yeah. That is in a girl, that girl, yeah. the one girl talk song that we were really obsessed with. And this Ten morning I. <laughs> yes. And I actually was like, God, girl talk was so great. I know. And that was this morning on my way to drag brunch. Yeah, we totally should. So, Alexa wants to go. Yes. We should go. I think it's just going to have to be a yes for me, dog. Oh my God. A Valentine's Day plug. Oh. That's what I want for Valentine's Day. That's what you got. We all know it. (laughs) (laughs) So I came up with my plug for this week, this morning. But it's something that I really love. And I think I came up with it because I've been craving it. Mm. If it's food, I'm already here for it because I'm so hungry. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but it is food. Yes. I want to plug the ramen Mm. at the pho thang Ooh, fo thang. Fo thang. So it's like, I never know if I should say fa or fo. I'm just going to say fo. I would say fo. So people know. Because it's like when people are like gyro euro. Okay. <laughs> I will say fo forever now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's well, either way, it. so I usually do call it the fo thang cafe. So thang, like 
It's faux, like P-H-O, mm-hmm. and then thang, like T-H-A-N-G. Like Miss Thang. Yes. <laughs> but it's called the Faux Thang Cafe, and it is downtown, uh, really close to, like, if you're on East, it's East 9th and Superior. Okay. So, like, it's, it's right basically there. that corner. Yeah. yeah. And you could really easily miss it. Like, I don't think they have any real signage. Uh, I think they just have, like, a like a foldy sign that they put, like, out on the sidewalk mm. to, like, let you know they're right there. Uh, but it's a really cool restaurant, super cool decor. Their mm. bar is bright orange and glittery. Oh. Um, but it's just, it's really cool. But I'm specifically, I'm plugging the restaurant, but I'm specifically plugging the ramen, which you can get with different kinds of protein. Mm. I typically get the beef ramen. And I should specify that the way they do their ramen is a little different than other Vietnamese restaurants I've gone to. When I think of ramen from a restaurant or from a styrofoam cup at home, I think of like a soup mm-hmm. more where this ramen at the Pho Thang Cafe is dry. It's mm, really just, just a plate of noodles. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's seasoned so deliciously and there's onions and bean sprouts and mm. whatever kind of meat you've gotten you can get one that has like four kinds of meat in it if you want it mm-hmm. it's like under it's it's like 10 to 14 dollars i think depending on what you get in it but it was when i worked in that area it was one of my favorite things to get for lunch mm. outside of winking lizard. i was about to say <laughs> this is like probably my favorite i'm being <laughs> totally honest i love winking yeah. lizard but the faux thing cafe at east 9th and superior mm-hmm. go there as soon as you can you should make a special trip i live nearly 45 minutes from downtown cleveland and there were days when i was unemployed that i thought i really thought about driving all the way downtown to get the faux thing mm-hmm. cafe ramen well, but i'll have I'm to like, check it out because i've never had it yes and they also have really good pho which I haven't tried it, but I went with my coworkers really frequently, and some of them would get it. And it's literally just like this giant piping, very colorful bowl of deliciousness. So you should definitely check that out and uh, get that plug on. Ooh. Ooh. All right. My plug for this week is also something I saw today. <laughs> but it, we're really well researched and prepared. Very well researched. <laughs> no, I'm going to plug an event nice. this week. Um, it's on March 12th and it's called the Wine Dinner and Drag Show. Once again, another drag thing. So if you thought that we were done talking about drag for this episode, you're wrong. Never. It's even in our plugs. Um, so, yeah, so this is a drag show at Wine Bar in Rocky River. It's a five-course wine dinner. Wow. And an interactive drag show with winemaker Brandon Allen. Um, and it also features Sashi Sasha, which, of course, we go to a drag brunch. Samantha Echo, who I've seen at Drag Bingo. Yes. And Vernana Lanai, who does the Queens at the Nine and oh, Drag Bingo. She she's has fantastic. one of my favorite drag names, Veranda Lanai. Lanai. Yes. So she's Cleveland's tallest drag queen. She's huge. She's huge. Yes. <laughs> um, so it is $75 per person, and reservations are required. It's definitely going to sell out. So Definitely. if this is something that you're into, honestly, this sounds like a really great like date yes. um, or if maybe something like with your parents, even like if your parents are like like wine and like to go out and stuff like that, if you're like trying to expose them to drag yes. or yeah, be, especially with the election coming up, let's let's expose all the <gasps> parents to really drag. That is a really fun idea. Because we just need more open mindedness. Um, Absolutely. And more just, you know, time with each other and expo- for sure. you know, get yeah. comfortable. I also think even as somebody who doesn't drink wine, 
what you described for the price point sounds really worth five course worth dinner it. right with, with wine. wine sounds yeah, really it's worth really it good for 75 i don't feel like yeah. you could get that other places yeah i guess i mean for two people like on a date you're looking at like 150 bucks which you're is kind of a lot that, if you're taking somebody on a quality date especially for like Maybe you fucked up Valentine's Day and you need to redeem yourself. Or maybe it's your anniversary month or birthday. So many things. Another reason that we know this event is going to sell out is today at Sassy Sasha's Drag Brunch, the owner or one of the owners from this wine bar actually got up on stage and like he was thanking everybody for like their participation and the fact that they're like anybody who's already bought tickets. But he said that if the event sells out, he will give a thousand dollars to the family of this woman who her whole family is really, really involved in the drag community, um, particularly the individuals who put on drag brunch. And she's been battling cancer the last couple years. They've done fundraisers for her at drag brunch in the past and she's doing a lot better Mm -hmm. but i know there's still a lot that a lot of expense and struggle that comes along with that so the guy who owns this venue said if this event sells out he will give this woman and her family a thousand dollars from the event right which was so amazing i was crying like a sap and i've like barely met these people in person not even really and i just think for that reason alone people should really try to go i hate that i'm not going to go just because i don't drink and it wouldn't be that good for me to go, yeah. but but I think other people should totally go. I'm definitely going to tell people at work about it. Yeah, especially with that um, gift of a thousand dollars. Absolutely, like, that's just a more reason why we're plugging it, and you should go. And those are our plugs for this week, Cleveland. Yeah, it's been so lovely having you it promoting has been. you. I just want to leave off on this one thing. It's going to come out after the registration deadline for voting, but everyone just please vote. Please vote. Yeah, <laughs> the primaries wish, are coming up. I, Just like start thinking about it too. Like, don't. I'm sorry, but don't be one of those people that's just like, well, I'm not informed or I just don't pay attention. Please just pay attention. Like, right, there's it's so the one thing many. that you can do. And if I, the election cycle in, is very daunting and it's a lot, but if the only time you pay attention is February to November, just let it be this, and just it's very important. So that's all I'll say. Vote and register to vote, please. Yeah, I agree. I wish we could get this out before the registration deadline, but we'll certainly have this out by the primary. Mm-hmm. So the primary for Ohio is March 17th. We'll on St. Patrick's Day. Right, which, which is, is even is more reason terrible. why people... I know, it sucks that it's landing on that day because there are so many people who are probably aren't going to vote. Young people. Because of it, definitely. So for those of you who listen, plan ahead. If you have festivities that yeah, day... early vote. Early, early vote. vote. You can vote now, I think. You can. A friend of mine just posted that she sent in her ballot ballot via mail already. Yeah, honestly, early vote. Probably because she knows she's going to be having a good time on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. So early vote. Get it in. Let's take back America. Yeah. We'll see you at the polls and we'll see, see you, you in Cleveland. Cleveland.